Yes, people, we are live. Match review time. Welcome back to Albert J TV. England nil, Scotland nil. Old enemies. Before we get into it, let's hit the intro. Yes, people, welcome back. As I said, we are live. Match review time. Welcome back to Albert JTV. England nil, Scotland nil. Wow. Um, a lot to talk about. Um, I've got my co-host with me for the Euro 2020 series. Souls, welcome back again, my bro. Thank you for having me. Obviously, co-host in session. Obviously, there's going to be a few rants coming your way. Um, <laughs> still, still cannot believe what I've seen. Yeah, no, we'll get into it. Yeah, no, no, much for people. If you're joining, if you're tuning in now, smash the like button straight away. Subscribe to the channel, and my social media is above the top in the overlay. But if you didn't hear all that, or you just missed it, or you just tuned in now to the live stream, this is what you should do if you haven't done it already by now. Like, share, and subscribe. There you have it. Um, we've got a brilliant panel coming up. So, so I was the first one to introduce. Um, can, as you know, actually, I'm going to say fair play to Scotland yesterday. I thought they were outstanding. I actually thought it was excellent. And, you know, I'll save it for when he comes in. Bring in Colin, my bro. Hey, lads. Yeah, welcome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, do, do, you know do you know what's satisfying, right? <laughs> What's more what is satisfying to me is the egg on the face of many England fans right now. And 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 pundits. So there's a few out of them out there, mate. Yes, yes. The egg on their faces makes me happy. <laughs> right? So but I'll yeah. I'll, I'll I'll save it. Save it. I'm saving the verbal lashing for later. <laughs> trust me. No, no, because you know what, Colin? No, I know, you know what, it's fair play to Scotland, but before I come back to you, Colin, I'm going to bring in my brother from another mother from down under, bring in Scott, my bro. So, Scott, welcome aboard, bro. Good evening, gents. Good evening. Happy to be here with such an awesome panel. No, I appreciate you coming on, man. You, you, you two guys at some point, I definitely want to get you on during this entire sort of Euro content 2020 series. Obviously, with England, Scotland, I have to get Colin on, of course. But, um, and finally, another bro from... Another bro from another mother, Liam from anything else or bring him in souls. Liam, I'm welcome aboard, mate. You good? Yeah, how you feeling after last night, mate? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we don't have the game or <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, well that, that as well, if you want to talk about that, yeah. I mean... <laughs> Oh, well, I'm feeling oh rough, uh, and I'm glad I remember nothing much of the game. It was an absolute it was just a it was just poor, you know. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get into it. Um, like I said, viewers, you've got the Twitter handles going along the bottom of the screen for my esteemed panel. So please go and follow them. Like I always say, don't think about it; just go and do it, my people. Colin, I'm gonna kick off with you, mate. Um, sort of gonna start off with which with with, this, with your team lineup. I might get some visual up visuals up on screen, so don't be deterred, my my fantastic panel. But um, 
Would you happy with the Scottish lineup and um, against England yesterday? Going into it, Barn O'Donnell, yeah. Yeah. Because I had because I looked at it right and I thought O'Donnell was just wank against the Czech Republic, man. I mean, that's not to take anything away from the Czech Republic because yeah. it, it, it must be said, I feel like many underestimated them. Like, and you can't take anything away from them. Patrick Schick in, in particular, what a tournament he's having. Yeah, 100%. Right. So I can't really take anything away from them. However, the majority of the squad I liked, I didn't want to see Hendry anywhere near the back three, <laughs> and I got what I wanted. Yeah. Um, the, I was, the one surprise that shocked me a little bit was Billy Gilmore because I didn't expect him to yeah, start. I, I however, yeah, however, it must be said he bossed that midfield. Mm. Yeah, bossed it. Yeah. And while London Dykes can be a donkey, hmm. partner partnering him up with Che Adams was the right thing because London Dykes can't play on his own. Right? It, there's a reason why he's got Charlie Austin next to him at QPR, bro. So. Mm. In that instance, I can kind of see why Steve Clark did that. Although, part of me wanted to see Ryan Christie back in the team because I feel mm. like out of everyone against the Czech Republic, he was one of the better ones in that team. But other than that, I could not complain. And considering the side you guys put out, I was gonna. I mean, so Colin, I'm gonna come to that. I want to get your perspective. Obviously, got, um, when you saw the England lineup, was there any surprises for you from the Croatia game? Because before you answer that, me and Souls were pretty pleased with. I was pleased with either Chilwell or Luke Shaw coming at left back. Personally, I didn't want to see Carl Walker at right back. Personally, that's why, in my own personal opinion, um, because I just think for somebody who's experienced as he is, yes, he's a very successful club in Man City. For me, for England and City, he makes far too many mistakes. And you can't just have him in the team because he's got pace. That's that's not a reason to select somebody. Um, but now I was glad to see um, Reese James coming. But Colin, before I bring um, Aliyam, yeah, I just what did you make an England team? Yeah, mate. Sorry, mate. Surprise more than anything. Yeah, I couldn't understand why Raheem Sterling started for the life of me because I, I know he I know he got the game. I know he got the goal against yeah. against Croatia, right? But if you actually yeah. look at his overall performance, it was just like last night. Not yeah, contributing 100%. anything, not contributing anything, no nothing. And I know you guys will touch on this soon. Kane and Sterling don't work. They don't. They do not work. Because Kane's looking to drop deep and get the ball, whereas Sterling's looking to do almost exactly the same. And last night, one thing that honest to God, just baffled the living daylights out of me. I don't know why, but it did. Kane's out left. Yeah. Starlin's more central, and you've got Foden drifting from the middle to the right, to the middle, to the left. For the life of me, I couldn't work out who was up front. Like, did did Southgate just go out and tell him, eh, just do what you want? Mm. I, I couldn't work it out for the life of me. And you know what? For anyone that wants to say, oh, you know, Southgate can't be criticised for Harry Kane not performing, for Sterling not performing, bruv, listen, the whole reason why these players aren't performing is because of Gareth Southgate. 
he's restricting these players. The players you've got, yeah, you brought on Jack Grealish, you brought on Rashford, Rashford, and you've, yeah. got, and you've got your best winger, Jaden Sancho, sat on the bench. Bruv. Jesus. Yeah, quite, you know, that's why I, I want to get you one, man, because, yeah, I know you're not just going to come and just chat, chat bollocks. You're going to come and no. say how it is, England or Scotland perspective. But and I just yeah. thank you for the Sterling comment, because, man, I've, I've been going ham on him. He's yeah, yeah. He's terrible. For, like, look, he's a good player because City have good players. The problem mm. is, right, like, Kane and Sterling, for some reason, just get in people's ways. When Sterling then gets the ball, rather than trying to move it on, he starts twerking. He's just stood there, like, bouncing up and down and like, moving around, like, oh, yeah, watch what I'm going to do. And then he's like, oh, I'll just pass it backwards. So what are you doing? Like, there's no productivity in this team. No one put, like, all right, you made the mistake. You started, you know, this lineup. Yeah. Be proactive. Halftime, you can see. <clears throat> the thing is, you know, I always say, right, when you can glaringly see something and a coach doesn't do it, I'm like, why? I could understand, you know, Scotland's point of view where they made a late change. I could understand that because you guys were in control. You were comfortable. Yeah. You don't make a change then. That's when you kind of say, all right, let's see how long this... Once you start losing control is when you make that change. England were acting as if we were 5 nil up. You know, we were controlling the game. We were playing Brazilian samba football. We were like running rings around you. Mm -hmm. And like, oh, we didn't need to make a change. Grealish comes on. And I'm not even kidding you. Call me biased. Call me a you know, Grealish stand or whatever. In that sort of, what was it, 20 or so minutes, 20, 25 minutes? minutes yeah, he yeah. did more in that 25 minutes and 180 minutes of England football in both their matches. Man of the match mm -hmm. in both in that one performance in 25 minutes. It's like, if that's why I said to Albert, if he does not make the changes against Czech Republic, he's doing this to himself. It is glaringly obvious what needs to be done. Grealish yeah. has to come in at 100%. At least him. I don't think he will bring him in. But if Sancho or Grealish don't come in, the man's clueless. He's a donkey that needs to go. He needed to go anyway. But he needs yeah. to go, honestly. Yeah, I'm gonna let me pose it. You caught you sort of brought me on nicely to come to come to Scott and Liam, really. I'm gonna get Scott's opinion first. Um, um I, I said this to Souls and I said this to Colin before we went on the live stream, and I fought it for quite a while. When the fixture was when the fixtures were made for England's group games, um, particularly the Scotland game. England, people with the English fans, I've got to say it, if you go if you go by social media or the media, particularly social media, it's very quick to write Scotland off for this fixture. And I said to people, look, listen, it's the it's the it's the it's the best Scotland sort of side that I've seen for quite a few number of years, if I'm being honest with you. They're not gonna be a rollover. So when I listened to Rio Ferdinand yesterday on, on BBC Sport, what's this guy talking about? Like you didn't, England not going to turn up and roll them over. Yes, you might get a piece of A4 paper and write down the names and go, oh, you know what? This should be a comfortable night at Wembley for England. But it doesn't work like that. This is a bitter, bitter rivalry that goes back years. You know what I mean? So, and it's at a major tournament and the build-up in the press about you're a 96. And it, I think it got to some of the England players, to be totally honest, personally. Because um, I didn't recognise Luke Shaw and, and Reese James, if I'm being honest with you. I thought there was, thought there was imposters. But, um, yeah, Scott, what did you make of that England um, performance? And also, as well, what was what was your sort of thoughts for the game before it happened? Look, go, going into the match, I, I was quite confident um, that England would get the result. Sorry, Colin. Yeah. Um, but Colin, Colin gets no, the no, last laugh, doesn't he? So, no, um, no, Scott, it's cool. It's cool, yeah. man. Every, everyone... 
Everyone expected England to win that. No, every everybody wrote us off, and I'm I'm under no illusion about yeah. that. However, I feel like there's going to be a egg. There's going to be egg on a lot of people's faces today and for the next week. So, and, and absolutely, and obviously, geographically, historically, yeah, um, this is a big rivalry. This yeah, is a big huge. kind of derby, and oh. I was really glad that I could watch that game as a neutral. I mean, yeah, hundred. I wanted to see Tierney do well. I wanted to see Saka do well, and he wasn't there. Um, but I just felt watching it that Scotland seemed more up for the match. I felt like, and I don't know if you English boys will disagree with me, but I felt like it meant more to them. Um, they seemed to fight a little bit more. They showed a little bit more grit and determination. Um, there were players on the pitch for England that looked like it was a pre-season friendly. Like yeah. Harry Kane did not look at his best. There were others as well. I just, I feel like they weren't up for it. And there's, I don't know what you boys make of all the talk that, you know, England don't want to top this group because of who they play in the next round. But I think that's all nonsense, Yeah, it is. to be honest, because I think if you don't face a good team till late in this tournament, you'll get the same treatment you got in the World Cup. You need to have that experience of playing the big boys. Um, and I just felt that England did not take that game as a serious, passionate, heated rivalry, whereas mm. kudos to the boys from Scotland. They stepped 100%. up. They wanted that match from the first whistle to the last. Yeah. yeah. No, Scott, big points, man. Liam, before I come to you, mate, um, you know what it was for me? I... With, with with England, um, I've always said, and I've seen enough. I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot of England. I, I, like I said to people, I'm an '80s kid, so I'll go way. I'll go back a long, long way. But I listened to Galinica say um, yesterday on um, BBC Sport, and it seems to be a systemic problem with England managers where they suck the life out of the creative players, or they don't play them. He was talking about his time, like the last stages of England, and you know when. Rest in peace, Graham Taylor, when he was there, the likes of Waddle and Barnes were completely bombed out of that, of that England setup. Um, so was you surprised sort of 24 hours on later with the performance you saw? Or, yeah, what was you sort of expecting before the start of the game, mate? Before the game, um, I wouldn't say comfortable, but I, I, I backed England to win 2-0. Um, yeah. Just because I thought England would get over the line, basically. Um, but it's very much like what you said there, that people forget that it because it is such a big rivalry, yeah. you know, and it, it's like you've seen it in the you've seen it in the Premier League. Liverpool play Everton or Arsenal play Tottenham and yeah. form players, all of that goes out of the window. It doesn't matter yeah. if you can be Arsenal and be on a 15 game winning spree and Tottenham can be on whatever it is, you know, even back in the day. And it's yeah. not an easy game. But people just yeah. assume, like like Colin said there, that you look at the lineup and go, oh, well, look at that. That's, that's easy. And, you yeah. know, the commentators last night found it almost funny to, to, to want to tell us that Scotland yeah. was the third lowest ranked team in the competition. Yeah. Well, actually, if you're trying to do that, in a way, you're actually mugging off England even more than, aren't you, in, in a way? Yeah. And you're not giving almost Scotland the credit they deserve. And, you know, as bad as we were last night, I don't like the whole thing of, it just being England were poor, England were poor. No, no, yeah, let's, give Scotland some, let's give Scotland some credit here. They were fantastic. Thank you. 
and yeah, that's what people don't do. It's it's always, but you, you but you see it in the Premier League. You know, United will draw nil nil with Burnley. So, oh, United will put. Well, no, hang on a minute. Give credit to the, to the team that actually did their job. Yeah, they had a job to stop us scoring, and Scotland did that. And fair play to them. And I thought, for me, I thought Billy Gilmore was my, was my person, was my man of the match. Yeah. I thought he was absolutely oh. superb. Absolutely. Um, but we just, do you know what? It, it actually reminded me a lot of Arsenal last night watching that. It, it was very <laughs> lackluster. There was no passion. There was no Jeez. drive. There was no heart. It was just yeah. going through the motions and knowing oh, I'm okay because I'm not going to be dropped because I'm Gareth's mate. You know, and yeah. it, it's like that at Arsenal. I'm all right. I'm it's, a terrible friend. I'm not going to get dropped. It's, there's no repercussions. It's like rewarding. It's, uh, you, some of you guys have got kids. It's like rewarding children for bad behaviour. Yeah, can That's I add to that as well, Right, go on, I think we've said it on the watch along and I was making the point, you know, sometimes when you have such a good performance like we did again with Croatia, yeah, I know some people are saying oh, I wasn't that good. The yeah. I'm, I'm talking, all right, yes, the scoreline and everything didn't reflect how good we played. But in terms of like pressing as a two, you know, how we kind of made an emphasis on how Phillips was going to play and how he's going to be mm. vital to the way we build play up. Sometimes, you know what, you have to then sit back and go, this is tournament football. They're going to be found out a lot quicker because... Scotland are going to look at it and go, okay, nullify Phillips, and a lot of their attacks will break down. Then what you've got to do is double-team them because they're not good enough. They're not experienced enough to understand how to come out of that, especially folding them out. As good as they are, they're still learning. Once you double-team them, look, some of the best players in the world are still struggling when you put two, maybe three people on them. Yeah. Messi sometimes struggles. You know, talk, Ronaldo talk, sometimes talk, struggles. Talk about football, yeah. You see yeah. a lot of games like that, yeah. yeah. And, you know, when, when you look at some of the best of the best can't do it, Foden is a is is a player who's developing. You know, Mount is a player that's developing. Phillips is his first major tournament. The minute that happened and a lot of pressure was put on them, you started to see that they didn't really know what to do. And this is why I made the point of more rotation was needed in a game like this because, especially when you can start to see that there, there isn't really a player stepping up. When Grealish came on, they tried doing it, but they couldn't. Because Grealish is that good, he's that experienced, he's used to having, you know, two, three players kicking him about. And he, and he was able to evade that a bit. Obviously, but the only problem was he was the only player playing good. So it was hard for him to really do anything. There was a lot of runs that weren't being made. He was at the edge of the box having to hold the ball, waiting for Kane to, you know, stroll his way through and come into the box. And there was no options for him. We've seen it, I think me and Albert, we were talking about in the watch-along where Grealish had the ball. There was not a single person. All he had to do was whip it across. If there was someone there, that's an open goal for, him, for for that person to score. But everyone was strolling. It's a derby. Did these guys not think it's Scotland? Like we, this is the one game. Look, we can forgive a Croatia loss or a draw. You can forgive even Czech Republic if we lo lose a draw to them. But the Scotland game, regardless of like where we want to position ourselves, whether we deliberately want to come second, third or whatever, Scotland's a game where the nation can't forgive if you don't turn up. And that's why Sterling's getting a lot of heat. That's why Kane's getting a lot of heat. With Mount and Foden, the reason they're not because they're young. But like, we've seen it, and I said this right at the start, I go, watch how Phillips is going to get a lot of scrutiny now. Because he's had one bad game, yeah. and it is, it's come out. I told you it's not all that, but and that's the thing, it's just Twitter, they, weren't Twitter up world for it. Twitter yeah, world, yeah. they weren't up for it, and that's <laughs> unforgivable in a game like this. No, so it's good. Um, Colin, when I come to you, mate, you start touching on what Sol said. Um, Scotland, I thought, honestly, I thought it was excellent. Kit Tierney coming back, 
Jesus Christ, man. Um, Robertson, McGinn, the, the pressing. Even if they wasn't even getting the ball, Colin, they was making their mark. Mm-hmm. McGregor, all on the... Ca- when Grealish oh. come on, when Rashford came on, when Foden got the ball, pressed them straight away in packs of two, three. They did have nowhere to turn. I thought Scotland were excellent, mate. Well, you know what? You're one of the few people that has actually given them credit where it is deserved. And and you and you know what? Credit to Souls and Liam for doing exactly the same. Yeah, hundred percent. That 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 I'll say, right? Because all I've seen the last few hours or so, right? Don't get me wrong. Tom from the Gunner Talk, me and him are bros, right? But I don't I I don't want to say he pissed me off, but he kind of <laughs> did because he said that if if things were if the right changes were made at certain points, it's a different game. I'm sorry, I don't live. I don't live in a maybe world, bro. I live in reality. The fact of the matter is, Gareth Southgate did not set you up well to win that game. Those are yeah. the facts, right? But on the other hand, you have to give credit to Steve Clark as well, and this is yeah, why 100%. I rate. This is why I rate Steve Clark's job more than I do Gareth Southgate because. Steve Clark came in on the back of a 3-0 loss to Kazakhstan. Yeah. Get that right. On the back of that embarrassment, right? And for years, all we've done is appoint managers on reputation. I go back to the Alex McLeish appointment. No one can tell me that wasn't reputation because it was. Especially second, time run. Especially, especially second time around. Especially second time around. That's the time I'm on about. First, first time yeah. he did he did decent, right? But yeah, fair enough. The, yeah. se- the second time was reputation purely because he'd done absolutely nothing to justify his appointment. Steve Clark, on the other hand, had done enough to justify his appointment because if you look at where Kilmarnock were before he came along, they yeah. were just coming up. Well, they were like floating, like mid-table, like second division in Scotland, bro. Yeah, that's what that's where they were, and he took them from that to near top of the league. Mm. So you can sit there and say, yeah, Steve Clark's justified his his appointment in the Scotland job. Add into that that not many people forget this. He used to manage West Brom as well. Yeah. He's not a newbie. He's an experienced coach. And when you look at our when you look at the system he's employed, the three at the back, everyone works for each other. And I, I mean this with all sincerity, right? International football for Scotland means a lot more than it does for England. Mm. Those are the facts, right? Because you look at you look at England, right? Yes, you have a better overall squad. I'll admit that. I'm not biased, I'll admit it, right? Every single player that is within the England setup gets into the Scotland side. Without question. Yeah. But what Scotland have over England, and I've noticed this for a while, they'll actually put effort in when it's England because of the fact that when it's England, there's vile hatred from us towards you. And I mean, and I mean that in... I mean that in the nicest way possible, believe me, right? 
But as far as England goes, there's not as much hatred towards us from you lot because you have this arrogant, and I, I don't mean you guys, I don't mean like yeah, Liam. Yeah, I know, I know what you mean. Yeah, I, 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 don't mean, mean. I don't mean you guys, but there's this, I guess, how would I put it? Just this like... Superior not, complex, isn't it? No, no, no I, I wouldn't say it's... um. I wouldn't say it's a superiority complex. It's more like entitlement from yeah. England fans, thinking that you just have the right to be above us. When I mean, all right, playing squad you might be, but let's be honest: if you put Steve Clark in charge of England and you put Gareth Southgate in charge of Scotland, who wins that? Can you actually yeah. do that, please? <laughs> hands off, Charles. Hands off. You know what I mean, though. Like, yeah, yeah, of course, hundred percent. The international football means a lot more to us than it does mm. to you. Those are facts. No one can dispute that. However, and I, I joked about this last night when I was on Ryan's watch along, right? And I, I don't think it will happen. I, th I think you'll get through the group, although I've not seen you play well once this tournament. Mm. If you don't get through the group, and we do, we'll never let you hear the end of that. <laughs> I can assure you we won't. I can tell you right now. Yeah, sure. Like, I, yeah, I hear that. Until the next tournament, all you're going to hear from us is we got through the group and you didn't. Mm. That's all you're going to hear. And for the next for the next couple of years, you will be the embarrassment of well of UK really of, of the UK. That's the <laughs> those are the facts. Like yeah. I don't think it will happen, mm. but yeah. you know, stranger things have happened. <laughs> like, like Jimmy so... Greaves, like, like Jimmy Greaves once said, "Football's a funny old game." But I'm going to bring. <laughs> Colin, oh. brilliant, mate. Brilliant. No, um, Scott, I'm going to bring you in and Liam eventually um, as well. Um, with that first half, I, I don't know, Souls might have felt different. I'm not sure. We're doing a watch along. After the first sort of half an hour, I was looking at England. I thought, because in my predicted lineup, I had Grealish starting, and that was nothing against Foden. I thought he did okay against Croatia. Um, but. <sighs> As, as you saw the game manifest, it was crying out for Grealish, to be honest. It was crying out for not just not just him to come on, but for other changes to be made. But, you know, you, Scotland had a Scotland had a great chance with Che Adams. Um, England, I don't know how, I still don't know how John Stones missed that header. Um, mm. England's set-piece play, apart from that corner, was absolutely terrible. <laughs> I mean, surely somebody in that England team should be able to take a corner. To beat the the amount of balls I see going into the box that didn't beat the first man, but um, yeah, Liam, so can I come to Scott first, sorry, mate. Scott, what did you make of England defensively? Before you answer that, obviously I expected Che Adams to come in for Scotland, and he did. I thought he played really well actually. Him and Dykes worked in tandem, and you don't. That's kind of been phased out of football a lot, where you don't normally see a front two. But I thought they gave England problems. The Stones and um and Tyron Mings. At the time Tyron Mings, I was like, Jesus Christ, man. Um. He did make some good headers from, from corners, but sometimes I was like, wow. Um, so, yeah, Scott, defensively, what did you make of England? Well, look, at, at the end of the day, you didn't concede the goal, yeah? So, <laughs> yeah. De defensively, I, th I think there was a tiny bit of luck. 
Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You know, I didn't think you did a bad job. I, I thought it was really ambitious and brave of Scotland to play with two up front. Yeah, 100%. Um, I, I love saying that. And, Colin, we're going to share Dykes, mate, because he's Australian-born. Um, of course. So I, I, I'm, I'm claiming him as one of our own as well, all right? <laughs> here's, here's the thing, Scott, yeah? I wouldn't count, I wouldn't count that as, like... Um, an accomplishment because if he doesn't play with someone beside him, honestly, he, he's like a donkey, bruv. Seriously, like no, seriously, like there's a reason why he's partnered up with Charlie Austin, bruv, because he can't play and on his own. The two of them did well. Oh, I thought the two, yeah, two of them did that, that they were threatening, but there was also a degree of composure. At the back, I mean, there were some lucky, lucky moments, but by and large, I don't think your defence has been the issue in this tournament. No. It, it's been the other end of the field. Like you've kept two clean sheets at the end of the day, so you, Scott, you can't Scott, really add, with the defence. Yeah. Scott, to add to that, just wanting to come back in, mate. Um, going to sort of, I'm going to get image up, but what do you make of Harry Kane? I'll give you, I'll give you a bit of context, mate, if we answer that, and I'm going to bring Liam in as well. It, there's even the thing is, Kane's to me. I look at it now. He's he's, he's sort of changed his game at club level in terms of he's not going to be a Costa or Drogba that likes to come up against the defense. So it's not a case of him not listening to Southgate. It's the fact that he's not going to be that. I can I put it out and out number nine. He just isn't, and that to me is a problem because you're affecting the spaces of the pitch where you don't need to be because he's adapted his game, but that's for him to be clever enough to work out that you you just, it, like Roy Keane says, as a midfield player, get out of the space and do your job because you come into areas that are not, you're, you're, you're not affecting the game. So he looks, I mean, I saw, I listened to a bit of the BBC podcast with um, Chris Waddle. He just said, look, he just looks like he's had a long season. He looks lethargic. Mm. He looks shot. What do you make Scott, of his performances you know, over the two games, mate? Yeah, go on, mate. Go on, sorry. Come in. Yeah, I think he's been, to be honest, quite underwhelming. We we yeah, know very. that he can be the focal point of an attack and he can bang in the goals. He's been doing it for Spurs for years. But the fact that Pickford had more touches than Harry Kane oh in that gosh, game, yeah. that, that's pretty telling. I yeah. mean, I think if he was a little bit more... Um, Positionally disciplined, yeah, and he was really he was playing as that out and out front man, not worrying about dropping back. He could have fed more off the creative talent of Mount and Foden, but he's got players there who can supply him the ball. But when he's dropping back, he's not the paciest striker yeah. in the world, is he? So I think he needs to be a little bit more positionally disciplined. I actually thought the game was crying out for Calvert Lewin. To come 100%. on, play. I, I personally would have put Calvert Lewin on uh, instead of Rashford. I, I I like Rashford. I like what he offers, but I think you just needed someone to come up there and stay at the front and try and feed yeah. off something. Um, but yeah, Kane, Kane disappointed me. He he doesn't look fit, and I don't know if that's maybe the mental side of things with what's going on at Spurs. I don't know if he maybe is just buggered. He's been carrying them for a while, so he's he's playing for to stay at Spurs. That's what's happened. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Soul said he's playing. He's play. He's playing like that to to, to say he can stay at Tottenham. <laughs> yeah, maybe. 
Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, Scott, great answers. Leon, coming to you, mate. Um, I, I, I thought, I thought, okay, look, England have made the changes, bringing in Shaw and um, Reese James. Reese James is excellent. For, um, cross, he's got excellent crossing ability. Crossing ability. Shaw, Chilwell, I could take either or. Um, good in the final third, getting balls into the box. I thought, okay, you know what? This is going to help Harry Kane. Sterling. One one good thing about Sterling is he's got excellent movement. He's very, very rarely caught offside because he times his runs well. But the problem is, is he gets into the final third and his decision-making is catastrophic. It, it is. I, I just... It's, it's, but the thing is, I'm not really shocked because we saw it at Liverpool. We don't see it much as Man City because of the quality he's got around him, but the deficiencies are there. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember in the second half when the, he got the ball, he had an easy pass to give to Reese James. And he's holding on to the ball, hanging on to the ball, holding on to the ball. And he tries to go down and win a penalty. Yeah. I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I thought, what's he doing? But yeah, mate, um, attacking wise, what. What's, what's going wrong with England? I mean, very pedestrian, mate, wasn't it? Yeah, um, but what you say there, you know, someone like Harry Kane, he, he like we, we know, he needs that certain type of players around yeah. him to give him the ball. Yeah, And that's the problem. He, he sees Sterling on the ball and he's thinking, well, I'm not going to get it from Sterling because Sterling wants to hold on to it. He wants yeah. to go past this player, then pass that player, then cut back, then maybe have a shot. Maybe like off to the end of the box. It's like, he's, like you said, do you know what he, 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 he very much reminds me of Theo Walcott? Absolutely <laughs> rain dead at times. Like if you Some, put, someone, someone said it in our chat in the stream yesterday. Yeah. If you put if you put Sterling through, let's like say Walcott, if you put him through and he's off in his first time, yeah, it'll be a goal, no problem. The moment he's got to think of what he's doing, yeah, uh, like deer in headlights, mm-hmm. hasn't got uh, just doesn't have a clue what he's doing. I think that and that probably doesn't help Harry Kane because he's probably thinking, well, I need to drop deep because actually I need to almost go nick the ball off Sterling because I'm not getting the ball here. And then it takes away from Harry Kane's play because he's having to make up almost for Sterling. And then no one's got the almost common sense to go, well, if he's coming here, I'll go and fill in there. And there's no, it's not very fluid. That's the problem. The, the front four, they're not very fluid where you, yeah. you see it in big teams where if that person comes out, go, well, he'll drop here, he'll go here. And it almost like a jigsaw puzzle. It, it, it fits well. If one p- person comes out of that piece, no one's got the, the common sense to go and fill in for that person because he's then playing that. It's then, like you say, you then got two players on the left go, well, no, if he's going there, you go into his space. And th- there's just no cohesion there between them. And like you say, you know, Grealish for me, he offers everything that you need. You know, he came on and I think I must have counted, it was five or six free kicks he won in the 20 odd minutes he was on the, in, on the pitch because that's what he gives you. But then, Brilliant, he's won a free kick. Who, who, who the bloody was putting it in the box, though? 100%. You know, he's winning it. And I'm not saying just this reason, but that's why a part of me would have loved to see, you know, James Ward-Prowse go. I think he's a very good player as well. Yeah. But actually, when you see this game yesterday and you think, well, hang on a minute, it's crying out for that, putting it on Harry Kane's head or even yeah. if you bring in Calvert-Lewin, you go, well, actually, last 20 minutes, go on, Ward-Prowse. Here's now your moment to utilise the free kicks, utilise the corners. And that's what we haven't got. We only know, it's almost like we've only we've got plan A and that's it. There's no, there's, there's no plan B. So if plan yeah. A don't work, that's it, we're screwed. We're, we're screwed, yeah. Souls, before I bring you into bringing the question, I'll quickly ask Colin something. But Colin, before, we, before I quickly come to you about um, a particular Billy Gilmore, guys, big up to people in the chat. Smash the like button if you haven't already. 
And if you don't know what to do by now, you should know. And there you have it, people. You know what to do now. But, um, Colin, I want to speak to you about this guy, man. Superb. Absolutely superb. Let me get the picture up on the screen. Billy Gilmore. What did you make of your performance yesterday, mate? Bossed it. Absolutely. He bossed it. Like, if you're talking about a man of the match for us, right, there's two There's two names that come to mind. Kieran Tierney being the obvious one. Brilliant. But the not-so-obvious the not one being Billy Gilmore. He was fantastic. And... His inclusion caught me off guard. I didn't think <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't think Steve Clark would bring him in, but for him to come into the squad and not look out of place, bruh. I mean Is I've, that is that his first start, Colin, was it? I've got that right. Well, first start in the Euros, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Twenty years old. Sending me to Scotland. Bruh, it's like this is this is without question the best Scotland side I've seen. And bearing in mind, lads, I've lived through the Bertie Vox era. So I've seen some <laughs> shit times, right? So I've lived through that era where it was really, really bad. But Colin, like, you've hit the nail. Colin, sorry to come, mate. You've hit the nail on the head, mate. We said it earlier. That when this game was made, as good as the squad of England have got and players they've got, it's one of the best Scotland guys, Scotland sides I've seen. So to me, well, the, the matchup was pretty even. So I, I wasn't ever, even when I gave my score prediction, I went England two one, Colin bro. But even yeah. Ryan RJ Wool said to me, Albert, you're not really saying that with your chest. I said, no, I'm not because I'm not no. saying it with confidence. Well, here's the thing, right? This is where I'm. I'm going to kind of lean into that train of thought, right? Yeah. When the group was announced, I've said it for months, right, and I'll continue to say this as well. When that group was announced, the first words out of my mouth, and I quote, my hope for that game is Gareth Southgate. <laughs> you going to tell me I'm wrong? No, you're not wrong, bro. You're not no. Wrong. No, because you wouldn't dare, would you? No. You <laughs> like, no, you're not wrong. Like, seriously, and this is this is coming from, like, a rival, bruv. Seriously, a a rival is telling you this. If a Scotland fan is telling you that the hope he has is your own manager, that's not a good look. Because with your own with your own side, you can kind of put the blinders on. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's like with, with Arsenal to an extent, right? With like in regards to Arteta, right? Arsenal fans will put the blinders on and have this hope and belief, no matter where it comes from, that Arteta's the guy, right? But if you listen to other fans, they'll tell you otherwise. Yeah. And that's the opinion you really need to listen to. I know people will say, oh, we shouldn't really care what rivals think. And that is true to a degree. But when it comes to a manager, right? What rivals have to say about that is actually valid because if they're saying that he's no good, then there's obviously truth in that statement. And the same applies to Gareth Southgate. When I look at that England team, right, if I just look at it from purely player perspective, you've got the players 
to win the Euros. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to, you're, you are not going to convince me otherwise because when you've got the likes of Jane Sancho, Phil Foden, Mason Mount, Reese James, John Stones, Harry Maguire, when he comes back in, and I feel like Harry Maguire is a miss for years because I, I don't think, I don't think, I don't think Tyrone Mings did terrible, but at the same time, he's no Harry Maguire. Right, because when you look at that player, when you look at these, this squad, player for player, you've got the capabilities of winning the Euros. The reason why you won't is Gareth Southgate, because he's not playing to the player's strengths. You see Harry Kane coming and try, coming deep and trying to get the ball, and you've got Sterling on the other side holding the ball. And not knowing what the fuck to do with it. Yeah, yeah. I'd be I'd be very interested to see. Right, the reason why he gets so many goals and assists, right, is because he plays for a phenomenal Man City. Yeah, side. it covers his deficiencies. Yeah, that's that's the reason why. If yeah. I'd love to see him at a mid-table side, knowing he's only getting more than one or two chances in a game, and against Italy, against France, against Portugal, that's what will happen. He'll get one or two chances in a game and he'll go, oh shit, what do I do with it? He'll panic and then he'll fluff his lines like he normally does. Mm. Whereas when you look at the other sides, for example, yeah. another not the same position, but a player like Locatelli for Italy, yeah. for example, right? Yeah. Young kid that's come through the ranks, always had the talent, even at AC Milan, and now people are realizing it. Now people are realizing that this kid who has come up through the Milan Youth Academy, gone to Sassuolo, hit the ground and just absolutely smashed it and is now killing it for the national side. Yeah, yeah. Sure. People are people are now looking at Lucatelli thinking, oh shit, we may actually need to go and get him now. <laughs> yeah, got add add Dental Dumfries to that as well. Another name that's been tight for a long time. Now people have to realize. I'm like, where have you? What football have you been watching for the last two or three years? Bro, seriously, don't get me like, don't, Colin, don't even get me started. This will be another show. Trust me, don't even, bro, don't even get me started. Like, I've I've not I've not even like, but again, it goes back to like you, you if you the minute you play a good team, right and. That includes, and I'm saying, and I'm saying this with all due respect towards my own side, right? I know this. Yeah. yeah. Player-wise, we're not a good team. The difference is we're coached right, mm. right? But the minute you play a good team, you're going out, bruv. Seriously, if you play France or Portugal in the next round, if you somehow top the group, and I don't believe this, or England are trying to get second in the group, nah, Rubbish. nah. If Rubbish. you've got a com- if you've got a competitive bone in your body, you want to win the group. I don't give a fuck who you play, man. <laughs> like if you want to, if you no, if you want if you want to set the precedent for having a good tournament, you've got to win the group, bro. Simple. But yeah. you won't because you won't because you've got f- the you've got the English Arteta as manager. Yeah, RJ Will said that. Big up to RJ if he's listening. He said that. He said that quite a few times. Yeah, he said that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, Colin, great stuff. Um, Souls, um, I know you want, probably want to pose a question to the panel, man. So start, go ahead, my friend. Yeah, no, I think what I'll do first is I'll ask the Scotland question. Um, how important is Kieran Tierney to your setup? Because 
Obviously, we know Czech Republic. It might have been a freak result. We don't know. Um, on another day with, let's say, a Tierney there and a Gilmore, that could have been a different result. It, I mean, the second goal was just a phenomenal goal. And then the, the first one, I mean, what can you really do? Uh, Czech Republic and headers just go hand in hand. I, I didn't see it initially, but I was like, with my mate at work, I, say, I said to him, how much do you want to bet it was a header that was scored? And then literally what happened was it was a header that was scored. And then, But how, how important is it? Because in that Czech Republic, no, no disrespect to like Robertson or you know anyone else who was playing, but for me, and I was saying this to Albert, I thought you guys had no sort of leadership, no real organisation. Is that down to other individuals or is it because Taney's come in and... We, we've seen him at Arsenal, you know, scream and shout. He doesn't give a crap who you are. You no. can be a Bamiyang and he'll be like, listen, you shit piece of... Start fucking performing. Like, you're playing... Really fucking nice. like, he won't care. He yeah, won't yeah. care. That's the thing with him. Like, he, it could be Ronaldo in front of him. It could be Messi and he'd be like, no, listen, you're playing shit, fam. Step yeah. up. And he, is that what you missed? Or is it maybe us as Arsenal fans? Because what we perceive of Kieran Tierney, we're maybe hyping that a bit too much? Or is it actually the case? No, no, Tierney is uh, Tierney is vital to this setup. I'll agree with that. However, the Czech Republic game was more down to individual errors than anything else. Because if you look at if you look back at the game, you see O'Donnell, who you guys made look like Cafu last night, <laughs> not 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 marking, not not tracking back, not getting not covering the spaces and you see Hendry giving the ball away on the half line trying to shoot from outside the D. Seriously, why are you trying that, bro? Like it's it was more down to individual errors. On the on the the goal from Patrick Shipfield the, the, the well the second goal, right? I put that down to Hendry because if you look at it right there's open spaces Behind him, right, and Hendry's not looked at, not looked at, and gone. Oh shit! There's nobody behind me. Maybe I shouldn't try that. <laughs> but it, it's a phenomenal goal. It's a phenomenal goal from Patrick Schick. I'm not taking anything away from it, but you have to look at the circumstances surrounding it. And also, going into it, we know how good about how the Czech Republic are at set pieces, and yet we've let Patrick Schick get a free header in the box. So really, it's down to individual mistakes more than anything else. And while I do feel Kieran Tierney made us better defensively last night, I don't, I don't know if he changes it drastically against the Czech Republic because part of me thinks that it was the nerves of it being our first tournament since '98 that may have yeah. got to us as well. So I guess that's a factor you have to take into account. But so far, I can't really complain about our performances this tournament because every single game I've seen us in, we actually perform quite well considering the limitations that we've got. And considering the... And I don't think you guys have those same limitations. The only limitations that I can see you guys having is Gareth Southgate. So... <laughs> I'm not. I'm not too. I'm not too disappointed. If I'm honest, I'm disappointed we didn't get the win. Obviously, but you know what? If we can beat Croatia, which I feel we're more than capable of doing, if everyone puts a shift in, we could qualify. That said, if we don't, I'm not going to get too damn beat about it because my my thought process going into it was, as long as we remain competitive, I'm good with it. Mm -hmm. 
Also, um, so I was going to get get going to get question question to Liam quickly. I know Liam's got short for time, so I want to get his opinion before um, he disappears. No, hundred percent. So the question was obviously both about the panel would have been. Obviously, we've now seen Sterling and Kane kind of put poor performances in two games now. Do you think Southgate needs to grow like a a pair basically or a backbone and go? You know what? It's a final game. We really need to win this. Sterling and Kane just don't seem up for it, or they they're not. Do you put it down to just the way Southgate wants to play? It he them two players just don't fit the system, or is it the fact that they they occupy the same space? And what do you put their bad performances down to, or do you think no, you just need to drop them, give them a rest, and wait for the big games and bring them back in? Liam, come in, right? Yeah. I think it's a bit of everything, really. Again, you know, they take each other's space. They're both just not in. Do you reckon a third player like Foden needs to be dropped to then bring, let's say, a Grealish in to help them? Or do you think it's just them two just don't, like... No, for me, I think Kane needs a rest. The problem being, because of the way our media works, imagine he drops Kane, (laughs) we lose the Czech Republic, we go out, oh my God, people would lose their shit. Even though, you go, it's the right decision... You know the way the media works. Go, oh, you, it's because you dropped Kane. It's all, yeah, of course it is. Because he, he was so good in the last two games. I mean, of course, my fault for dropping Kane, and he should do, but he hasn't. Like I say, he hasn't got the balls to actually go. Do you know what? It, it, it basically, I pick this team. It's he goes with the easy team. He goes with what's like like last night. Sterling comes off before Foden for me, but it's yeah, easier. I, couldn't, I couldn't believe that. I couldn't believe that. Foden's the easy option, isn't it? It's the easy option to bring off Foden than not Sterling. And too many managers, like Southgate, it's it's the easy option to do it. And I think, you know, is he really picking this team or really basically going with, well, this is basically the team that sort of the media want. It's easy to do this because then if if, if I pick the team that they want and I I don't get, or we get beat or whatever, they can't hand me because I've picked the team that they want me to pick. So it's not, it's not almost on me. And I think that's the problem. But yeah, I think, listen, Sterling shouldn't be in that side. You know, for me, I'd rather keep Kane in and drop Sterling and see if that obviously would help Kane's game because Possibly. of Jack Grealish. Yeah, I think Grealish would definitely complement Kane a lot more because you watch um, the way Grealish plays. It's I'm not comparing the two, but it's a yeah. very similar way that Son wants to try and play. You know, yeah. he wants to give the ball and then run you know, on the outside of him and almost give him the option and the defender goes, shit, do I go with Grealish? And drop off Kane, or do I stick with Kane and let Grealish go? And Son and Grealish sort of have that same way of trying to play, and I think that's why Grealish would definitely compliment Kane. Um, but at the same time, I'd love I'd love to see Calvert Lewin get some game time because I think the boy deserves it. He's had a great season. He don't just give you goals. His link up plays fantastic, and there's a lot more to Calvert Lewin that then brings in Mount Foden and Sterling or whoever it is is them free. You then hopefully bring them into the game more because of what Calvert Lewin can give you. No, hundred percent, Liam. No, I know you. I know you got to go, mate. But we got some clips coming on. But but plug your channel, mate. Where can the guys find you, my friend? So yeah, you will find me on uh, anything Arsenal. Uh, part of a trio: myself, Brian, uh, and Andy. Um, try and yeah. give our opinions the best we can. I mean, my time's been limited recently due to you know kids and holidays yeah, coming up, and, uh, and you know what. But yeah, you'll find me at anything Arsenal, guys. But listen. Colin, Scott, it's been a pleasure, guys, to meet you. And uh, I'm sure we'll, uh, we'll all speak soon, yeah? Liam, much love for coming on, man. People, no go out for anything Arsenal. Liam, speak to you soon, bro. Enjoy, yeah? Take care. Yeah, take care, mate.
Yeah, so uh, same question to you, what Souls was asking, um, Scott. Um, Scott, whilst you're talking, I'm going to get up, obviously, I'm going to get up the stats from yesterday's game, which... I'll add to that question, because something go else on, go on, into my go head. On, go now, on, this is just a scenario, and the way that Kane likes to play, do you not think it's more beneficial to decide to bring Rashford in? Because Rashford does, well, I mean, in the youth academy, and like when he was a lot younger, he did play kind of centrally. Um, obviously, a lot of the sort of top Premier League sides tend to, with wingers anyway, they tend to, and strikers, they tend to put them on the wing so they can learn the winger game and taking on players of being a bit more direct as well as being a striker. Do you think if like Kane wants to drop this deep and Rashford likes to occupy that middle space and come in as like an inside forward, that that would be the most suited replacement to like a human son, for example, for Spurs? Um, or do you reckon there's other players in this England setup that could come in because I do think Kane needs to be dropped just the way he plays. He just occupies space that he doesn't need to. But if, let's say, he's adamant on Kane and he's willing to drop Sterling, do you think Rashford or do you think Grealish makes better, a better suit for that system? Look, I think it's a flick of a coin, man. Either one. You've got so many exciting players. Yeah, yeah. Your squad. You've got exciting players who haven't seen a minute of game time even. I think this last game for you is an opportunity, even though you're not 100% safe to go through, you seem kind of relatively safe to go through. So I, I wouldn't mind seeing Rashford come in to play alongside Kane. I feel like Kane could potentially open up some opportunities for him. Um, but but I'd also like to see Sancho come in. Yeah. Add a little bit more width, that, yeah. that blistering pace and that flair. Um when if he's not going to get a chance in this next group game, and Calvert Lewin's not going to get a chance in this next group, what, what when are these players getting a chance? Good point. Exactly. You, you know what I mean. I, I think you've um, you made it a little bit tricky for yourselves. Well, not you, but Mr. Southgate with the squad yeah. as well. You you need to try and blood some of these guys in there, and I think the next game. Um, is a great chance to rotate and see what other options are there. Because I do honestly fear for England when they play a team that's the bigger nations, big yeah. on paper and big on experience, like a France or a Portugal, uh, if that's to happen. But there's there's no t saying you're 100% through in that group because anything can happen. No, no, well said. No, much right. Guys, big up to the people in the chat. Thanks for thanks for joining the live stream and people who are watching this on Facebook Live and also on YouTube. Um, so we're going to come to the end of the show shortly, but the question I also want to pose to Colin and Scott as well is, me personally, the changes I'd make for England for players to come in, I'd bring in Calvert-Lewin for next game. I'd bring in Sancho. I'd bring in Rashford. And I'm bringing Grealish, so you're absolutely you're going to refresh the entire front foot. It needs to be done. It has to be done. It's not a case of ah, uh, Kane's England captain or you know Foden hasn't done bad. You understand? But the, you, the, there's a time and a place you need to make the necessary changes now. This this is not a league season. This is tournament football. <laughs> got, after after this is done, we've wait another four years for the Euros and for the World Cup and whatever. But Colin, you kind of touched on it earlier. And I've I've kind of said this. I've seen a lot of England over twenty plus twenty twenty five plus years, and I've heard great players like Glenn Hoddle say it. I've heard Lineker say it. We don't keep the ball very well. 
No, you don't. And the problem with England, England had a lot of the ball yesterday, but they wasn't doing anything with it. Mm-hmm. Sidewards, backwards. When you come up against the better teams, you're not. Portugal will suffocate them. France will absolutely. England, they, they're going to they're gonna have to do a, um, what do you call it, a bleak test about two days before the game because they're going to need it. Because they won't have the ball to affect the game, even with the quality they've got. So do you agree with the four, the players that I said should come in against Czech Republic or do you think Southgate will still be quite, how can I put it, <clears throat> loyal to the trusted lieutenants he keeps playing? Colin, come to you, mate. You know exactly what it's going to do, mate. It's going to stick to the same players that he's loyal to. Because that's... Again, he's England's Arteta, mate. That's what it is. He'll stay loyal to the players that he he trusts, which means Sterling will start, Harry Kane will start. And look, I know people don't hear this, but it's a fact. He'll stick with the players he trusts. He's not going to change it too much. In fact, I wouldn't expect him to. And on Ryan's question in the chat, do I think the FA will grow up here and sack him? No. Yeah. Colin, no. to add, Colin, and to add to that, you know what? To me, my own personal opinion, I don't care who's in the FA. The old day with David Davis or David Bernstein, Roy Hodgson, for example, should never have been kept in the job after that 2014 World Cup. Here's, no the, th- here's the thing, Albert. Yeah, if you've got any ambition of winning a tournament whatsoever, you don't appoint Gareth Southgate. It's as simple as that. Like, I mean, friends, if you. All right, let's just let's just play hypotheticals here. Say you sat Gareth Southgate. You look at who's exactly uh, good point. You look at you look at who's free on the job market right now. Yeah. Eddie Howe, not got a job. He'd be a better appointment than Gareth Southgate. All right, it's not the glamorous name that you want, but it doesn't have to be, yeah. You're right. No, you're right. no, no. I, I hear you. It's better than nothing. You've got Rafa Benitez sitting doing nothing. I know it's not an English. I know it's not an Englishman, and you'd rather have an Englishman in charge of the setup and whatnot. However, you really have to put like national loyalties aside if you want to be successful. Because, I mean, let's be honest. What? What is national? What is national lo- loyalty got you? You've appointed Hodgson and Southgate. Neither and of McLaren. them have worked. And McLaren. Well, well yeah. That's yeah. That, that, that's a story <laughs> in and of itself. The two biggest failures in English football, England, and Newcastle, both of which he was in charge of. And I know the I know the Newcastle thing came before the England thing, but bloody hell, I mean. How do you get the England job again off the back of the job he did at Middlesbrough? That's fine. That's fine when you've got an underdog side, bro. But yeah. let's be, let's be honest, mate. The players that you had at the time should have steamrolled that group. Yeah. And you didn't. Why? Because the F, the FA, what they do, they're very calculated in the way they do it. Yeah. They're very, calcul- they're very calculated. They Boys pick- in suits. They pick someone who won't cause them yeah. any problems whatsoever. And every manager you've hired has been that. Fabio Capello, Sven Jorn Eriksson, you know, 
Big Sam really is the only one that you could not put in yeah. that bracket because yeah. he, well. he, would have, well. he would have caused them problems. And it's only by his sheer stupidity that he ended up getting sacked. Yeah. But, you know, I I don't know. I feel Big Sam would have done a good job for you. I know, I know it's not the most appealing football on the eye. I know that. But you know what? Ask ask yourself this: Is he better than Gareth Southgate? I think you know the answer to that, and it's you not. Know what? He'll play a better version of Southgate's football, like exactly, exactly, Sauls, and it'll be more organised as well. Yeah, like you, you won't see madness like Kane out on the left or <laughs> Sterling through the. I, I, I don't know what you guys thought, right? But to me, Sterling looked like he was playing false nine at points yesterday, which was utter madness. Like. He was playing a I, false footballer, in it? Like, yeah. I was pretending. Yeah. Although the the only thing I disagree with you, Saul, is on the whole Sterling thing, right? I take issue with the fact that people compare him to Walcott. Because Walcott... I didn't do that, by the way. I have not done that. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, but, I know, but it's like, I take issue yeah. with that because at least Walcott contributes in terms of goals. Sterling needs at least three, four, five chances to mm-hmm. get even one goal. Like and when you look at the sides that you'll that you could end up playing against your France's, your Italy's, your Portugal's, maybe not your Belgium's, but sides like that, you're only going to get one or two in a game, right? And on the possession thing as well, right? This is why I think possession's overrated as well. Yeah, Spain, Spain the other night against Sweden, Sweden against yeah. Sweden, right? Was it, was it 10%, they, had, 10%? they had all of the ball. Mm-hmm. Can anyone tell me what they did with it? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So possession means absolutely jack shit, bro. Like even Celtic. Remember Celtic when they had that really good performance against Barcelona? It was like ten percent, fifteen percent. They beat them two 0 Exactly. Mm. It was a shit house win. Yeah. Like it, it was the ultimate shit house win. Like, for instance, us against Burnley last season, we had all the ball. But what was the score at the end of it? Yeah, Burnley even, won at the Emirates. Yeah. You so, could even argue, yeah, you could even argue when Leicester City won. Leicester City was that to me is a very good example because a lot of the games they play when they won that Premier League title, they, they had very little possession of the ball, man. If you look at most the stats, possession the, is overrated, yeah, man. Yeah, Seriously, yeah. unless you unless you've got mint players at your disposal, it's not going to do shit. The best, honestly, from. From my perspective, and being, and I know, I know the hypocrisy that this is from Scot, this is from a Scottish fan, <laughs> right? But here's the thing, right? The Scottish FA with Steve Clark have a long-term vision, right? Yes. They know that this, they know that this was, that this was all gonna, you know, you know, take time because, yeah, like like I said earlier, he came off the back of a three-nil loss to Kazakhstan, in I think the Nations League or the. Yeah. yeah, I think I think it was the Nations League, or it might have been a Euro qualifier. I don't know, but either way, they've looked at it and gone, "This is a long-term thing. We're going to be patient with you, but eventually, we're going to reap the rewards." And you'd have to say that we have done because we're in the Euros, our first tournament since France '98, yeah. and we're second in our World Cup qualifying group currently. So right now. We are reaping the rewards of that. We might not win anything, but we'll certainly give 
the fans a team that we can be proud of at the end of it. I can't say the same for England. If anything, yeah. I don't see I don't see a long term vision. If anything, I see a vision that's more based on like week to week basis. Like, and when you've got the FA saying, "Oh, we're not judging anyone until the twenty to the next World Cup," well, that must be nice. Not being able to judge, <laughs> not judging anyone until after the World Cup. I'll tell you what, I'd love that life. Mm. I'd love that life. No judgment whatsoever for like the next two years. Brilliant. Bring it. I'd love that. No, well said, Scott. I'm gonna come to you. Would do sort of. Sort of a loaded question, obviously, going off the back of what Colin was saying, and when I was saying about the changes that I would personally like to see coming against Czech Republic, um, do you agree with that? And also, a score prediction for um, England, Czech Republic, and even Scotland, Croatia as well. Yeah, I think they're two really um, exciting games because the group's really nicely poised. No, no one's yeah, safe. Very. Um, I'll start with, with, in terms of your subs, Abbott, I think they'd be great, man. Uh, add a bit of excitement, try something new because you might see something that clicks. Yeah. And if that clicks, that could be something that gives you an edge going forward. Not not to harp on too much about Southgate, but my concern for England is that even if something would click in the next game and he did rotate the squad, the minute you get to the knockouts, he's going to go straight back to what he knows and what he's comfortable with. Yeah. that that's what he he's not a he's not a manager who's brave or creative. No. So you know, I I think even if it clicks in the next game, and I think you will beat the Czechs, um, I, I can see him just falling back into what he's comfortable with. So I think England will beat the Czechs two nil. Mm. Croatia, okay. Scotland, that's going to be a game. Oh. Croatia, they're they're on the decline for me. They they had their very, chance. Very poor. Yeah, very poor. That that World Cup final was their yeah, moment. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I could m- maybe see a one-all draw in that one. I, I think Scotland will give them a really good fight. I'll say, uh, yes, Colin, back to you again, mate. Just score predictions for both games, actually. Um, England, Czech Republic, and your beloved Braveheart boys. Need to get off the mark, though. Need the goal. Let's get some goals. All right, I'm going to be positive for the Scotland Croatia game, yeah, because. I'd like to think that there is that this game will breed us confidence going forward, right? Yeah. So I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go two 0 Scotland. I I don't know why. I don't. I know we struggled for goals recently, right? Yeah, but yeah. Yeah. As part of me thinks that Steve Clark will make the necessary changes and will take advantage of said changes and how poor Croatia are. As for you guys against the Czechs, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm not sure I see you beating the Czech Republic because I feel like the Czech Republic are a side that many people, including myself, underestimated at the start of this tournament. And Mm. I feel like they may put you to the sword, and I'm not. I'm not saying that as a rival fan. I'm. I'm being general. I'm being genuinely honest with you, right? Yeah. Course, I've watched. I've watched you to. I've watched you guys in both games you played. Obviously, you know the one last night, and then the one against Croatia, right? Croatia didn't cause you a lot. Nothing. They didn't. 
they, they, they offered you nothing. And the truth is, you got away with it because of Raheem Sterling popping up with a goal. Now, that doesn't that does not paper over Raheem Sterling's performance in that game because, like last night, he was just as bad in that game as he was last night. Yeah, so, goal, yeah. yeah. But, he, but he gets the goal, right? So people forget about that. But that's the thing. Goals can overshadow how good or how bad a performance is. 100%. Yeah. So do I see you beating them? No. No, I, I I think it'll be a one-one draw. If I'm honest, would you would say for example before I come to Souls and finish up with this with the changes I would like to see. I don't I don't think it will happen, but like you guys mentioned, I, I just I think a lot of England coaches are not really brave. I think I think the only the only England manager I mentioned it yesterday on the live stream who I thought was actually trying to do something. Maybe the job came came for him a bit too early. It was Glenn Hoddle? That's the only England manager I've seen that looked like they had a plan of what they was trying to do um, and wanted to have control of the midfield. But I just don't think with Southgate, he's brave enough, I, I, even with no. the amount of talent he's got there. So I hear what you're saying. Um, I think it's going to be a lot of it. It's going to be even... It was going to be a tricky game anyway against the Czech Republic. But having seen the two games that I've seen with England, it's going to be a ropey game on Tuesday night. So I'm going to come to Souls. Um, what's your score predictions, mate, for both games? Croatia... Um, Scotland and England versus Czech Republic, mate. Yeah, it's going to be a cliffhanger because you're going to have to find out on Monday, 7 o'clock, when we do our, you know, <laughs> oh. preview. Yeah. If I that's say it now, then it, then it ruins it, doesn't it? That's, so that's a good answer. No, but guys, we've come to stream. Firstly, big up to the people in the chat. Smash the like button if you haven't already. Thank you for the questions dropped in by Mr. Arsenal and the guys putting in some great comments in the chat. Uh, when I big up the panel, Liam obviously had to go early, but I don't think Arsenal's subscribed to them, follow him. Big up to Colin coming on. Great views, mate, about Scotland and England and con and mm. constructive views as well. Um, Scott, a brother from Down Under, thank you, mate, for coming on. What We've been talking, wanted to get you on for a while over this series, um, so no, much appreciated. Um, so, Scott, where can the guys find you? Tell them about your channel, mate, and your podcast. Yeah, always a pleasure, my man. Um, I co-host a podcast with a Chelsea and a United fan. Yes, it is as <laughs> difficult as it sounds. Uh, the oh podcast is called God. It's a Football Thing. <laughs> and you can find us on Twitter at IFT Podcast AU. And um, we've just launched on YouTube as well, literally last week. So uh, if you look, search for IFT Pod, you can find us there too. But yeah, we've got a long way to go, man. We're, we're just having fun with it. No, great stuff, man. Keep doing your thing. Like I said, people who might watch this on Catch Up, go and subscribe and follow my, my boy, Scott. Colin, much love, bro. Thanks for coming on, man. Um, where, can I go, where can the guys find you, my friend? Well, if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at cmuch91. Not surprised no one tweeted me at all yesterday because I told them not to because I was going to get drunk. But, which, which I didn't, by the way, surprisingly. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, no, nah, no, nah, I've I've had my fill of drinking the tears of England fans, so I'm just gonna let it simmer for a bit. <laughs> so it is what it is. Honest, honest to God, it's like I I'm not gonna uh, listen. I don't wish bad on any England fan, contrary to popular belief. I know some Scotland fans hate England with yeah. a passion, but. Mm. I'm not one of those people considering the fact that, you know, I have a lot of mates who are England fans. 
and I wish nothing I wish nothing but good things to happen to them and whatnot. But as far as your team goes, couldn't really care less to be honest. Mm. No, fair so, play, man. Fair it's like and that's the, the thing is I'll always be I'll always, I'll always be honest and constructive with what I say. I'll just look at things through through my own eyes. I'll just look I'll just use my yeah. eyes. No, I test, me, mate. Yeah, hundred percent. That, that'll 100%. tell me what I see and I do the I do the same with Scotland as well. Like if I see something that's bad, I'll I'll see it. But you know, as far as I'm concerned, there's too many podcasts around pussyfooting out here. Right? <laughs> so yeah, well said. It just is what it is, you know what I mean? <laughs> well said. Yeah, no, uh, no, big ups to the panel for coming on. I appreciate you guys coming. Souls, thank you again, my co-host, man. Where can the guys find you, my friend? Yeah, obviously, um it has changed. We were gonna do the preview tomorrow, but Due to like circumstances and life, um, we have moved that to Monday, seven o'clock. 7 I think PM. it will be. Yeah, that's correct. Um, a brilliant guest, obviously a long sort of YouTube friend of mine, uh, Tom Little is going to be coming on. It's going to be a good show. He's a funny, funny young fella, um, and uh, yeah, he's got good views as well. So don't worry. But no, yeah, you know, I agree. I mean, you've got to give it to Scotland, man. Absolutely, they they 100%. they wanted the game more than us, and that's ultimately what it what it came down to. Um, you know, I always say you can have quality, you can have class, you can have, you know, the best of the best. But if they don't want to play, you're going to get run off the park. That's the fine margins and especially tournament football because yeah. you can make a name. Some of them, they're not Premier League players, so they want to make a name for themselves. Even Che Adams, he's a very young player who's been excluded from his main national team. Obviously, I think he went over to Scotland um, due to not being picked for, I don't know what his actual... Um, heritage, yeah, yeah. yeah. And... Um, so he's got a lot to prove, you know. So well done to them. And honestly, like, don't get me wrong, you know, I did say, you know, we, I want to batter them, but that's more rivalry <laughs> talking, you know. Like, yeah, that's batter. You know what I mean? Like, it was more It was more like, come yeah. on, we've got to build a hype for this. Like, we want to batter you. It's like, you want to batter us. And then after the game, you've got to pay your respects, especially if it doesn't happen. And so um, it's going to be tough because mm -hmm. a draw means, you know, for England and Czech Republic, a draw means they both go through. And then Scotland or, who, or Croatia, are dependent on the best of three. So, you know, a massive good luck to you guys. Obviously, you have to win to get anything, mm -hmm. even a best of three contention spot. So, um, yeah. hopefully it all goes well for you guys. And, yeah, we'll be rooting for the Scotlands. I'd rather them go through than Croatia, to be honest. Yeah, 100%, man. And the, thing, yeah. and the funny thing, just to finish off, um, if, I said it, I think I said it last year, if Scotland has snuck that 1-0, I don't think any out media outlet or football fan could have argued that because no. I wouldn't have argued it. I'll tell you I now, yeah. lads. I'll tell you now. If we fit, I, I don't think it'll it'll happen. We're more likely to get third than we are second, right? But if we somehow get second, right, and you don't qualify, oh my god, I, you would never hear the end of it. <laughs> you know, you know, you know, yeah. A big scoreline from like the only way that it can happen for both. I think it's. If we beat Czech Republic 3-0, that means makes them minus one, and you have to at least win 2-0 or buy a two-goal to get that to... So it, it, it is a big well, task, but... I mean, stranger things have happened. We've seen yeah. Greece yeah. Portugal in a final, so... Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> so, but, yeah. But, but then, then again, right, the way you're playing, Solskjaer, yeah, I don't see you scoring three, bruv. No, no, no. I'm not, just saying we'd have to score three for, and then you'd have to win two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I know. Yeah. I know. I'm just. I'm, I know what. Yeah. I know what you're saying, bro. I'm just trying to make the counter argument that, you know, 
the way you're playing, bruv. Mm. I mean, I don't see you scoring three, do you? <laughs> like, <laughs> no, no, I don't. exactly. But... So, guys, let me let's gonna wrap up now. Be yeah, like I said, big up to people in the chat. Um, follow my Steam guests on their social media, and that is Albert JTV over and out. I'm your host. Follow me on my channel and subscribe to the channel. Obviously, subscribe to the channel. Um, like, share, and subscribe with the rest of the stuff. So, yeah, hashtag England Scotland match review is done. Yeah.